0: what's going on everybody and welcome back to the a show with the kings of pro wrestling podcast and yes that's right we are awesome i'm justin here with meals we got a packed show a crazy show today meals we had to we listen, had to like literally like... we had to redo our whole show this week because of what happened
1: absolutely well listen i feel like we should do a three two one countdown for this damn show because oh, yeah this is, we've got We've got <laughs> we've got a packed show. A lot of it's happened over the last 24 hours that <laughs> has affected the show. Well, actually, over the last week, because maybe I'll be candid. I'll, I'll leave the candid stuff for, like, our Patreon next week. I'll leave the candid of how all this kind of thing happens. But we've got a massive show this week. And I'm right. super excited for this, because we this Money in the Bank is coming up. Crowds are going to be back, which I'm really looking forward to, because these the shows this week, I have just not. I've just not had my heart invested into it, knowing that crowds are coming back. Um, man, how? I mean, well, shoot, how have you been, man?
0: I've been good. I mean, obviously, I you know we we're very excited, and I and I think that oops, I'm sorry, I was that was that was my fault. <laughs> I would Zoom, like Zoom literally updated in the background, <laughs> and I don't know why I let it update in the background. That's fine, everyone knows that things happen on, on technology, but anyway, I've been super excited for this week and, and knowing you know, what was to come. Obviously, we'll, we'll tell a deeper story about this next week, but I mean, very excited for fans to come back this week because this week just feels like such a, a huge, monumental thing. I mean, and we'll talk about this in the Money in the Bank um pre- prediction segment, but it's like this feels like a major show. They even had a, a damn Money in the Bank preview asset video on raw that was like i was like oh they're treating this like it's a big deal like it's the first time it's ever happened in a while you know i mean we just had one a year ago but i mean there's so much to be excited about um obviously like not everything is fine you know within the world and within this age that we're in but there's Mm -hmm. small things like this that make it you know make us excited to finally have the world normal again at some point in some way
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't know. We're just super excited for the show. I, I feel like we shouldn't bury the lead. We have a big guest on the show this week. Again. Yes, this
0: is our, our second our second former WWE champion. How about that?
1: Listen, in in one year. I mean, he was champion this year. I mean, we getting yeah, them at the peak. We're getting them at the peak of their success. You know what I'm saying? Don't, know, man,
0: so no, don't, ever, don't ever sleep on the A-show, man. You know what listen. I mean? Don't ever sleep on us, man. We, we listen, told you man, we was going to do it for the show and we and we did it we did it again we got drew Absolutely. mcintyre himself on the show
1: and he was super excited to talk about everything that's been going on i mean he's got money in the bank coming up on sunday uh, we talked about the thunderdome era which i guess we'll get into kind of after this whole interview thing maybe we'll do a post-mortem on kind of like how everything went down um But we talk about everything in this interview. I don't even want to make people wait too long because I know what they're here for. But you're going to actually have to wait maybe like another 90 seconds because we got to pay bills because we got to promote the stuff that we're doing. And then you get the stuff that we also did as well. Because this week on The A Show Network, I mean, of course, we have The A Show. You have The War Report coming on Friday. Um, You have a new episode of The Rewriter's Room coming this week as well. And Justin... You're premiering a show this week as well on the on 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 the Patreon. Talk about yes
0: on the Patreon front, we have a brand new series called Legendary Run that is taking you through pivotal moments in some of our most favorite performers' careers. Uh, This first season will be Kenny Omega's 2016. So taking you through the IC title all the way to the G1 win. We talk about the impact he's had on wrestling as a whole and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that's going to be myself and Cyrus. And that is on the Patreon, which you can go to patreon.com uh, slash the H-O-R-N-C and uh, subscribe for just five bucks and you get all this extra content. And you'll also get shows like the one you're listening to right now early. In the, in Absolutely. That's something.
1: And then, yeah, you get the Invasion Diaries too, which I've been having fun with this week. L- later this week, me and you hopping back in the booth to do another episode, um, which should be fun because we're doing... We had had a vote on Patreon. Shout out to the patrons who managed to vote for this topic. I wanted to do a fan vote episode. So, the choices were Unforgiven 2001, um, No Mercy 2001, Rebellion 2001. I don't know why I'm saying 2001 as if Invasion lasted in another year. Um, (laughs) And the go-home shows for Survivor Series 2001. And the people have picked the go-home shows. So, Justin, you and I are going to talk about both Raw and SmackDown because I've never done an actual SmackDown on Invasion Diaries yet, um, mm-hmm. which features the final Raw before the well feature. The final Raw is classic because it features <laughs> this is peak. This is like Stone Cold Steve Austin's Saturday Night Live run <laughs> coming to a full swan song <laughs> as he's singing with The Rock <laughs> to close Monday Night Raw, um, and then we also have on SmackDown you have that fiery um, YouTubian. Uh, amazing (laughs) shoot promo from Paul Heyman on Vince McMahon, which I might recite word for word, to be honest
0: with you, because it's just... Oh, that's deep.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's deeper than rap. (laughs) (laughs) It's deeper than rap. (laughs) Clearly. But that is all the content you can get on the A-Show Network's Patreon and on our channels itself. Thank you guys for the support. Obviously, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Now we have a whole bunch of stuff coming to you, but what we have coming to you right now is two-time WWE champion Drew McIntyre talking about Money in the Bank, the Thunderdome era, and much, much more. So keep it locked here. Listen to the interview. And when we come back, we'll talk about Money in the Bank and uh, some news from around the horn on, the, on this week in pro wrestling. So on The A Show, we'll be right back. Uh, here's Drew.
1: Welcome, everybody. We are back on The A Show. And we are here with a special guest, man. First of all, first of all, we have to announce... WWE Money in the Bank airs this Sunday, July eighteenth, at eight PM, five PM Pacific on Peacock in the US and the WWE Network everywhere else. But we have probably a guy who's been really—I mean, if you see the video, you know who that—you know he's right here. But (laughs) honestly, a person who's been in the conversation for so long over the years—the conversations that we've had on this podcast for the past—you know
0: year he Gosh. he don't miss we <laughs> <He> call him <laughs> drew he don't miss ever <laughs> yeah re-
1: that's really been the conversation is like you don't miss like even times just like all right are we are, are we anticipating this match mm-hmm. it's drew Damn, he killed it he killed it yeah. once again um we have drew mcintyre on the show man former wwe champion former royal rumble winner maybe future money in the bank winner maybe who knows um Fingers crossed. <laughs> welcome to the show how are you doing man Oh,
2: uh, uh, i'm awesome even better after that little intro there thank you very much i appreciate <laughs> you guys for having me and appreciate you for the support
1: oh Absolutely. no problem man yeah Absolutely. you first of all shout out to you for completely you gave me um street fighter vibes last night when you assaulted that motorcycle and
2: and <laughs> destroyed it piece by piece i was like wait he's going for the high score um Heck yeah that was a lot of fun i've been waiting to do something like that forever i used to get yeah. so jealous when like some of the guys we get to do the kind of backstage stuff or the stone cold desk stuff i'm like man i want to wreck something just give me anything i want to tear it apart and finally i got my she chance just- to tore apart the bike, cut up my I don't know if you can see some of the cuts on my hands but my hands know. are cut to pieces from doing it but it was a lot of fun and worth it they should they should have let you tear down the thunderdome <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my consolation prize they wouldn't let me take my sword to the thunderdome so they said all right tell you what if you want to rip apart Gendo's bike we're not going to say anything because what they're going to do is stop me anyway oh yeah, my god
0: um so speaking of the thunderdome the final show at the thunderdome was i mean a little bit under 24 hours ago and we're looking back at that era of shows what could you say are some of your favorite matches and programs from that era in your run there
2: oh my goodness i've been there for so long now i don't <laughs> <can't even> remember <laughs> yeah. um, That's all i yeah, know thunderdome <laughs> yeah exactly it's gonna be so strange to see the fans again <laughs> like we had that tease at mania but you know, I can't even wrap my head around the fact we're gonna have fans back. But obviously, yeah. with the nature of the times, we've been in the Thunderdome was essential—an amazing piece of technology—and I had the opportunity to finally be on top of the mountain as WWE Champion. Now, fighting for the title for the past, my goodness, fourteen pay-per-views straight, mm-hmm. which uh, doesn't happen too much these days. You know, people yeah. tend to have a short attention span, and uh, I feel very. Grateful that I had that opportunity um, and have some significant feuds. You know, Randy Orton and I were still in the middle of our feud as we moved into the Thunderdome. That was the rivalry that kind of showed everybody I can't swim with the the top of this industry. Nobody um, is better than Randy Orton. I got to fight AJ Styles in a TLC match. Which is a lot of fun. I, uh, Seamus and I beat the crap out of each other. We yeah. like They committed crimes on each other in the Thunder. <laughs> Through some of the screens. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, we get to do that with a crowd again because that is some fun matches, even though it doesn't look fun and we're tearing each other to pieces. Yeah. It's a lot of fun for us because we're insane. And yeah, yeah. I always the stuff with Lashley over the past few months.
1: Absolutely. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to you for that. Very, I do things where I'm like, I'll take up very obscure parts of things that people say. Um, shout out to you for that ambulance match. I don't think I've enjoyed an ambulance match, especially the one with Randy with all the features coming in yet Ric Flair. Yeah. You, you know, everyone kind of coming in and being a part of that entire experience. I mean, it's probably one of the, I think this run that you've had over the last year, it's just been hit after hit after hit after hit and knocking out the park. Um, kind of like, what, what do you say in terms of, do you attribute, that to kind of like your mindset of like, I have to deliver each time. Do you consider it to like the Thunderdome is like, okay, well, you know, we really have the ability to kind of do whatever, like, what do you kind of attribute to your, this last year of you like killing it with these matches?
2: Well, first of all, thank you. And second of all, that should be everybody's mentality. You know, whatever opportunity you're provided, be it, you know, five minutes I am on Raw, you know that's a lot of people watching those five minutes mm-hmm. especially across all the digital platforms or myself lucky after 20 years to be wwe champion fighting for the title get some long matches you know, every single opportunity be it a promo be it a match i'm just looking at it like okay what can i do to be different what can i do to tell the best story possible and make this memorable and that's been my attitude since the day i got fired from wwe in 2014 i changed my whole mentality In every single situation I'm presented with, it's not just that, oh, it's just a little part of the show this week. I'm not going to give it my all. It's no matter what I've got, I'm going to go completely out of my way to make it count. And sometimes the situation might be, well, you know, Drew's wrestling this guy. Maybe he's not known for having such memorable matches. I'm going to figure out a way to make sure people go, well, damn, they went in there, they laid into each other. That was physical as hell. And that's what people understand. I think that's why they... Uh, relate to uh, the Drew McIntyres and the Lashleys and the Sheamus the heavyweights have started kind of becoming top of the card again because people at home they don't understand you know 450s and 630s etc they love them they're exciting but they do understand getting punched in the face they do understand getting kicked (laughs) and they understand punching someone in the face and that's something that I do particularly well
0: yeah I mean audience connection is obviously a huge part of what you do every single week but with the Thunderdome that was kind of taken away Um, Would you say, like, what what are some things that you could say that have been advantageous to you without having them there in terms of storytelling and and building a match?
2: Um, match Match-wise, you know, we really uh, are looking forward to having the crowd back. They make such a difference for those matches. Like, I mean, the the advantages are you can fight into the the screens and (laughs) do things you couldn't do with a live crowd there, like set off fireworks in the crowd. I'm going to miss my entrance (laughs) because we can't set the fans on fire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just <hit my> <laughs> off in the crowd so that's pretty cool uh but when it comes to the promos that's where i think the the difference was because um you know our fans again like they're interactive they're going to tell you how they feel and they might not always be digging like longer promos uh, or promos that aren't like i'm gonna kick your ass like sometimes it <laughs> takes a second to get their attention without getting those what chance etc and this uh, environment's allowed it allowed a lot of our characters to really get deep um, into their characters and show some different sides, be it serious, comedic, um, you know, showing some of the sympathetic sides. And uh, I think nobody's probably took advantage of it more than Roman Reigns. Like the character work he's done over this period and the uh, Thunderdome era has been unbelievable. And would we have been able to do that with a crowd? Perhaps, you know, he's an amazing talent, but with that environment, we could really set the stage and add all those layers. A lot of our talents have been able to do that in the performance center you know, I really tried to take advantage of that situation because there wasn't even live audio of the crowd with mm. the speakers. It was silence. Oh I saw it like, okay, this is essentially, you know, Shakespeare without a crowd or something. I know there's <laughs> lines of people watching, but there's no sound. So, uh, like, let's look for the positives. I'm never looking for the negatives. Um, let's get deep into this character. Let's try some different stuff. Like, the night Dolph brought Heath back, I remember, and I remember yeah. the way it was set up, if there was a live audience, they would have booed me out of the building like the way you came in and you're my friend and it was released and we're supposed to have this title match. And I, you can see my face like, man, like there's some truth to this. And that's important to me to inject some truth into the storytelling. And because Mm -hmm. of the environment we're in, I was like, okay, I know the ending. I know we both like overcome Dolph in the end. And if we had a live crowd, maybe they would cheer in the end, but we'd want to avoid that big booing part. But this environment, we can take them through that journey without, Boo, you're a terrible terrible friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which there's right. also since we're running female, my friends turn on me. It's like lonely at the top. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the Heath thing and then Seamus and Jinder. Is it me? Am I the bad friend? You, you can't think, you I mean, the...
0: you can't trust everybody, man. DTA. Yeah, DTA.
2: You get yeah, you get to the top. I always got yeah. told it's lonely at the top, but my goodness, it's very lonely sometimes. But yeah, yeah, it's maximizing those environments. And I think a lot of our superstars really have developed their characters on a deeper level when the live fans come back and somebody walks out. They're not just going to know, you know, the basics about them. They're going to know a lot of our superstars on a much deeper level.
1: Absolutely. So one thing we're, we're on the internet pretty frequently. And um, do you have any, I know particularly, I mean, being an internet fan for probably the last two decades or so there eventually comes a point where the people eventually, they were like this guy in the main event for too long. You are going to, I'm, 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 I'm over it. I'm like over this thing. And beef Starring, I mean, I, I can't, I can't even lie. I look on, I'm, I'm someone who, you know, frequents Twitter a lot. I've seen the conversation. It's like true again. Um, do you feel like you're going to have to like, take it to the next level once the crowd get back? Because we've already had kind of this 18 months of you kind of being on top, you having this run and then, but with, well, for the last year without fans. So you kind of look at it now from when we get fans back, do you feel like there could be a a level of like, okay, maybe people are like kind of tired of like drew in this main event sort of spot, or do you feel like um, you're just ready to maybe show them again, or show them kind of up close and in person why you're kind of where you are?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, the thing about my run as I lost a lot of, those big moments with the live fans getting behind me. Obviously, from before Royal Rumble, when I won in 2020, right up to Mania, I was getting the loudest reactions. And Mania would have been incredible. and I would have had those significant months of significant moments, which I missed out on. And like we talked about, you know, I have been in and around the WWE title since January 2020, which is completely insane in today's day and age. And understandably, people can say, okay, like I, I, I don't think they've ever said, you know what, Drew's terrible at his job. Screw him, I want someone else. They're like, okay, we, we, we like Drew, but we've seen him a lot in this situation. Let's try him maybe over here for a second. And let's see, mm. you know, someone else, if someone else can step up, which I'm all about. And the truth is, obviously, that's our vocal minority. And, you know, I'm the biggest wrestling fan ever. I still, like, think you know, like an internet fan if you like at times, but I also think obviously about the bigger picture and it's going to be interesting when we have the live crowns, how they respond to certain talents. And I don't mind either way. Like all I care about is that people care enough to react. If they cheer, if they boo, as long as there's not silence or indifference. But from a character perspective, you know, I'm excited to see how they do react and I'm excited to see where uh, things go and I'm going to try new things because now I've got the thing that I had when I started getting over organically, I was playing with the crowd. If you watch that back, not many people do that. Like a new day Mm -hmm. or interactive, but no one else was. I love doing that. I used to do it in Independence all the time. And I'm curious when I have that, once again, the crowd right there, to have a little back and forth with and feel what they're feeling during my interviews. I might be thinking this direction and they tell me, no, we're not liking this. I go this direction. And Mm -hmm. I love improv and seeing where I go. And it's the same with the matches. So I'm very curious to see what happens. And yeah, I think I'll be curious to see how they react to story time. That I've been doing it for the past month, to show how some people are feeling about that. But again, yeah. you know, sometimes I get presented with challenges, and it's up to me um, to deliver and give it all I've got and just see what works, see what doesn't work. Realistically, it's 52 weeks a year. You can't be, oh, I'm a badass, 52 weeks a year because that gets bored too. you <laughs> yeah, got to try right. things. That's been my motto the past year and a half, especially you know, during these times, especially you know, being the one that was leading the charge in the beginning of the pandemic era is just throwing things against the wall, see what sticks. Sometimes right. you'll be surprised what sticks. Right. Absolutely.
0: So as we leave the Thunderdome era, something that we do on the A show is we have we, we call it hanging your jersey in the rafters, just sort of like what they do in Madison Square Garden. And um, we thought that it would only be right as we end this era that we hang your jersey in the rafters. Meals, do you have his jersey on on hand here?
1: I had it, and then it kind of like slipped out of my thing. But here we got.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, they're hanging it up. Let's <laughs> see.
1: Yeah, there you go. All this quality. Listen, don't don't mind the don't mind the New York Knicks logo on it. Don't mind it. that's not Act like that's a, not a, that's not a reflection of you and how you've done over the last year. <laughs> but but we, there it is.
0: we we we've hung up Oscar's jersey, we've hung up Bailey's jersey. Obviously Bailey had a, a heartbreaking uh injury that happened last week, yeah. but uh, it's only fitting that, that you hang your jersey up there next to all of them and and thank you for all of your work at the Thunderdome this year. So, there we go. Drew's jersey is now hung in the proverbial Thunderdome in our hearts.
2: (laughs) I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate that. (laughs) Bailey's going to come back a huge baby face. She hates the idea of it. I know she wants to be a big, bad heel. She's done such a great job and such terrible timing. But at the same time, looking for the positives because she never got that chance to find a live crowd. When she comes back, she's going to get an incredible pop and she's earned it. Absolutely. Absolutely
0: um so moving into money in the bank it's this sunday first major pay-per-view with with fans in the arena we've been seeing you do some death-defying stuff all year flying off the hell in a cell doing dives i never thought i'd ever see you do that what do you think you'll have to do in the money in the bank to up the ante next to like ricochet or john morrison (sighs)
2: I <sighs> honestly don't know. That's going to be crazy. Like, looking at some of the people in that match, like you mentioned, obviously, Ricochet and Morrison, when it comes to the athletic maneuvers, they have no fear whatsoever. Yes. But then you've got, like, a riddle who's exactly the same. And he'll throw mm-hmm. himself off the top of anything. And Kevin Owens, you know, we just yeah. saw himself in Sammy. They have a wild match in SmackDown the other week. Right. Yes. Like, Seth Rollins, all the experience. Yeah. My goodness, well, this has been a great I match. Know. I've never really <laughs> had the chance
1: to sit down and process this. <laughs> yeah, year yeah, I know. We were like, we were saying like, "Yo, it's really like an all-star match. Like all of the all-stars. First of all, all the all-stars are people who are in just front of in front of a crowd yeah. that are just going to elicit a reaction just for, just by being there. I mean, all you guys have worked very very hard for the past number of years, whether it's been coming from NXT or just coming from wherever you're at, and kind of worked. And I felt like it's been building. Oh, at least over the summer, at least for the Thunderdome I was like, OK, here's our showcase of our immortals of this Thunderdome. Like, and that's what money in the bank kind of like seems to us, because this I mean, you're in there with a lot of like it's probably it might be the, 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 the most competition that you've had all year. I mean...
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Just saying it out loud. I'm like, man, all these people... Um, I mean, Owens and I have wrestled a couple of matches, but basically everyone in there i have had some kind of significant history with. Mm-hmm. Seth was my first big title defense after Mania. My favorite match during this whole era. It's like an underrated match, I believe, myself and Seth, from uh, Backlash, I believe yep. it was.
0: It was Backlash, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's such a fun match. And obviously, we've got history of the Shield, etc. Uh, Riddle and I recently, Ricochet, I've done some horrible stuff too i think i once threw him over the top <laughs> threw him over the top rope through a ladder and a money in the bank match you also time, told the, so, you also
0: told the, shut up the one time oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: So nothing. like i want to give him some props he, like he's really stepped up his game and the microphone he's relaxing and really finding himself and being himself out there and like what you're seeing on screen now and um, you know that personality even the physical personality when he's moving around a lot sometimes you go god he's trying too hard but that's him like he's actually getting comfortable mm-hmm. in that environment and like I get crap from him as well for saying that line. But when I'm out there, I see how I feel, especially <laughs> we've got that live crowd. And when somebody says, I think I'm here to talk, and my first reaction is, well, shut up, then." <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I, I, I kind of go with what feels right. And now he's getting that. And he's going to go what feels right for him. And when it kind of clicks for you as a character, um, it's awesome because he's already got the in ring game down. Obviously, he can do things that no one else on earth can do. But once you get the character stuff down, you're comfortable and you and put it together, and you're jamming in WWE. Absolutely.
1: But listen, talking about feeling comfortable, you've been feeling comfortable on the mic uh, for the past couple of weeks. You've been letting off these stories, uh, once per know. show. <laughs> once <laughs> per show. I feel like I'm sitting with you know old Uncle Drew, <laughs> Boy, or, uh, like Uncle old, Drew from Scotland. Oh, drunk um, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> is it i mean what's kind of inspired those stories is it like maybe is it kevin who's sitting across from you who's always who's also <laughs> interviewing in these things like is it, it what kind of like what's make you kind of take this turn in because you felt you you seem way more you seem so relaxed and you're so like i'm ready to tackle every, anything that kind of comes my way and that kind of comes off in these promos too because you're really just like letting hanging loose like what, what I guess now a proper question be what can you kind of attribute to sort of this confidence that you've built over the, last, uh, over the last number of years?
2: Just like I mentioned, talk about Ricochet, relaxing and just injecting yourself into every opportunity you're given and giving it 100%. And sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to be given little challenges like, hey, we want you to try this just now, see what you can do with it, make it your own. And I could either resist against it or I could just put myself in 100%. And I'm sure, you know, with the comments you made, there are people watching, like, I'm putting myself in 100%. You know, I'm giving it my all. I'm injecting some of my real-life personality. I'm being a bit silly, which I feel is fine because when the bell rings, they know Drew still kicks butt no matter what. But you're getting to see those different sides of me rather than just, oh, I'm angry. I'm badass champion all the time fight for pride and honor and all that stuff that's cool everyone knows that stuff but let's show a little bit over here let's show a little bit over there and it might not work maybe it's not working we don't know until the live crowds are back but i'm all about trying things i'm all about giving it 100 um, and just seeing what sticks if you remember some of our most successful superstars like the Cenos and the hogans and the rocks etc they said some mad outlandish stuff or uh, the new day in the beginning when it wasn't quite working and people didn't quite get it and eventually they got into it you never know this could go somewhere or maybe it won't. And I'll just blame it all in Riddle that every time I go backstage <laughs> and see Riddle, he's, he's burning incense in a room. And I walk in there not planning to say any stories. And then I talked to him for 10 minutes with his incense burning in the room. Then I leave the room and suddenly I'm really hungry. And I've got all these crazy ideas for promos. I just don't know where it comes from, but I'll blame the Riddle incense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, first of all, a, a couple quick questions before we have to let you go. Um, one, if you, if you won Money in the Bank, let's say you won Money in the Bank, which I'm all intents and purposes, I'm assuming you're going in and saying, okay, I'm winning. Um,
2: well, I have to- <laughs> in my mind, I have to win. Realistically, the stipulation with Lashley. Absolutely. In the last Hell in the Cell match, if I didn't beat him. On uh, our third match, in the first match, I was kind of on me. I allowed MVP to distract me.
0: The
2: mm-hmm. uh, second match, uh, it was a triple threat. The other individual got pinned. And the third match, hell in the cell, I had to win or I cannot challenge for the title as long as Lashley's champion. MVP got in the cell. He held my leg. I got screwed, Absolutely. but I'm not going to complain about it. You live and learn. You move on. You got to find new ways to the top. And the money in the bank might be my last chance to get back to the top. Can I cash in on Lashley? I don't know.
1: Absolutely. Well, 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 There's yeah, other heavyweight champions and other brands. You, that's what I'm saying. But you have, you have a couple of options. Let's say Kofi wins. Do you cash in on Kofi? Do you be that guy? You know what I'm saying?
2: The guy that wants to be world champion? I mean, Kofi and I go way back as well. Like, I never got to mention with Morrison. our oh, industry, yeah. I beat him beat for the Intercontinental title in 2009. And then Kofi beat me for that side Intercontinental title in 2010. Like, Kofi, well, Morrison, and I go way back.
1: Absolutely. Well, you have, you have other people that you go way back with. You have Roman on the other brand. You also yep. have the possibility of Edge if he wins the world championship?
2: Ooh, we also go way back. We were in a main event of SmackDown one time, and I believe it did an amazing, right? Someone will have to do the fact checking for me. It was myself <laughs> and Vicky Guerrero versus Edge and Kelly Kelly. If someone wants to do the research. But wow. Yeah, Edge <laughs> and I go way back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was a kid at the time, and he was kind of like a mentor and someone I observed when I was a kid. But yeah, that match happened. We had a couple of matches on TV, but what we could do today Obviously, Edge has you know always been um, at that level, and is at a different level right now, character-wise and uh, legendary-wise. Uh, for myself, I've finally you know stepped up where WWE saw me as, and I'd be curious to see what we could do today. As I, I know, it'd be awesome—not just in ring, but especially for the storytelling, because he's such a master of that.
1: Absolutely. Well, a few more quick questions. I have one as a fan. So this is like my very selfish question. You have like the fastest five-star match that I've ever seen. And that match oh, yeah. was against Only Lorcan
2: on ah, NXT. Yes.
0: <laughs> what, were
2: you, what a great what first were opponent. Thoughts? Yeah, what were
1: your thoughts going into that match? Because it seemed like a car crash after car crash after car crash. And after you, you were just like, whoa, what did I just go? <laughs> yeah. Even me, I'm just like, whoa, I might need a cigarette after
2: that. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what I, I was wanted to be. I was so glad that I, I got um, Only as my first opponent returning to WWE, returning to NXT. We wrestled each other, knew each other outside of WWE, namely in Evolve. Mm -hmm. And uh, just like myself, he is not afraid to hit or be hit. A very physical style encourages it even. And we both knew getting into that match. We were just going to have a very fun sprint and lay into each other. And we pounded the crap out of each other. We did some crazy stuff. He's got absolutely no fear uh, whatsoever. And uh, I remember he was give me those slaps in the face that he does. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to get you so good. <laughs> they, hit, they hit the rope and I ran and caught him with an elbow in the face, bust his nose open. Like it was like a sharp match, but damn, like you say, it was explosive as hell. hope yeah. oh, we get the opportunity to do it again. And, yeah, and cool. speaking of, I
0: mean, that could be possible. A lot of NXT people are coming up to the main roster. We saw Shotzi and Tegan. Uh, there could be the potential of more. Who down there right now would you love to face, uh, you know, if they were to come to, to Raw?
2: Everyone, like the <laughs> talent in the whole of WWE today is the best it's ever been when it comes to in-ring-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watch all the shows and just I'm um, away. I mean, I have seen this over the past few years. I've watched it happen. Just the, the in-ring game like uh, increased dramatically since probably 2014 across the board, like from top to bottom each roster. And when I was outside of WWE and I saw a lot of the superstars that are part of NXT and Raw and SmackDown now, especially part of evolve for my first night in evolve i won the title and i had to watch the, the ricochets and the garganos and the Roderick strongs before me and i've been in 3mb for a few years i was like <laughs> man i am main eventing this thing i'm following these guys i'm gonna have to step <laughs> it up so to see all of these uh, guys and girls get opportunities to, to come to wwe and do things they probably didn't think they were ever going to get to do when they first started wrestling's really cool but if i got a chance to get back in the ring, like with a Roddy Strong, one of my favorite opponents, with an Adam Cole, you know, we've wrestled once before with Shawn Michaels as the referee, which was uh, a fun match. Um, was the big man, Carrying uh, Cross, mm. um, you know they've been doing some cool stuff there. You know he's someone else, big physical guy. Everyone, just everyone, they're all great. Like Gargano mm-hmm. and I have got such history with each other. Like first mm-hmm. ever Evolve Tag Team Champions, we had the unification match, Evolve title and Dragon Gate USA title, which I won. <laughs> so he owes me one and, um, and he's so incredible in the ring like that's something I'd love to revisit so just look at the whole roster I want to fight them all actually if I win when I win Money in the Bank maybe I'll cash in and Cross that's an idea I, I want to fight I, all the I, NXT guys <laughs> that, that's <laughs> a
0: choice that's a choice Charlotte did it I mean <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah there we go and NXT UK Walter's there as well that's a match that's it's been coming Ooh, for a long time. Yeah, he
0: might want some get back for Survivor Series. I mean, just saying. Yeah, sure, he does.
2: I should. <laughs> <laughs> like no, normally he does. Yeah, so that's gonna be fun. We, we have chop each other there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God. I mean, well, Money in the Bank is this Sunday. I'm gonna thank you for coming on to our show. Thank you for being just an amazing guest. We've been watching you for the. I mean, I've watched you live myself. I went to one of the Evolve show. I think it was Evolve 34. You may face, I think, Rich Smart on that show. And it just oh, tore, in New York. tore yeah, yeah, yeah. In New York. Tore down the main event. It, it just and you remember constantly- that
2: because the ring apron had a spike sticking out of it. And I did a tilt to world a on the apron and it went straight into my arm about two inches and just started. Oh my god from afar. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Rich is awesome um, as well.
2: <laughs> but
1: yeah, you, you've done this for the past number of years. You constantly, we, we talk about it on the show every week. Drew, don't miss. So, you know, we're leaving the Thunder O'Dome era. There's no one more deserving of being in front of crowds and celebrating and, and, and being able to take it all in of the moments that you had than you. So we want to thank you for being on the A-Show. Um, and yeah, and best of luck at Money in the Bank.
2: No, thank you guys. I really appreciate the positive words, appreciate the support and um, throughout this whole time. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again in the future. I'll be either Mr. Money in the Bank or one, one of the many titles we've talked about today. So I'm excited to get back in front of these live fans as well. It's gonna be really cool to see how they react, everybody.
1: Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right.
0: And we're back on the A show, episode 195. Five weeks away 100.
1: from two hundred. I, uh, I don't <laughs> first of all, <laughs> don't put that stress in my head. Every time you say two hundred is triggering because we're still figuring <laughs> out what to do. Um, but I mean, one ninety five. Drew McIntyre, not a bad deal. This no. is, this was this was an amazing interview. He seemed very jazzed. He seemed oh, yeah. very. Um, um, he
0: looked well caffeinated. Well, here is um, the thing. After you put the jersey up, and I guess we'll see this—you see this on the video version—but after you pull the jersey up, he—he uh, he actually texted me on the side and said, "Send that to me, but take the Nick <laughs> logo off of that shit because I don't <laughs> want that." Myself.
1: Yeah. Listen, I had to finesse. This isn't even a New Knicks jersey. This is a very old Knicks jersey. This is a Reebok Knicks jersey. Um, only the M you can see because it is actually a Stefan Marbury jersey. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there a connection there <laughs> between? I mean, the 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 Stephon Marbury. I mean, I don't know. New York mm-hmm. Starberries. Come
0: on. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I we're not going to be seeing uh, Drew like wiping any Vaseline on himself anytime soon. So I guess no. No, there's no, there's no connection there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless he wants to go to China and have a statue, in front of him, like he uh, <laughs> Marbury does, um, but no, nonetheless, that was fun. That was fun. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm super excited we got to have him. Shout out to everyone who kind of gave us all this great support. We let the patrons know. I mean, this is another incentive for being a you know a patron on the thing. We let them know early. They presented questions. We managed to get some as many questions as we can. We only had a limited amount of time. Um, He's a busy guy. But, He's a busy guy. I mean, (laughs) and, you know, uh, so much different things. Apparently he was in the middle of moving. Imagine in the middle of moving on the first week of shows being back live that you have to fly out and leave your house half moved, potentially, hopefully fully moved. I don't know. um, During this entire experience. So
0: the man worked hard. Yeah. Shout Shout out to him. Shout out to him. But uh, we got some news to get through. We got some news to get through. Absolutely. some quick news, because we have a bunch of predictions from Money in the Bank. In fact, I think this is, to me, a pay-per-view that has so many implications for the future of what might be coming for WWE after fans come back and post-SummerSlam. But uh, first up, they've announced that in their in their tour, in the Welcome Back tour that they have, uh, they're going to be playing uh, two matches. They're going to be having two matches uh at miami's rolling loud next week
1: that is insane first of all when i saw the news that wwe is going to be at rolling loud i was like yo who's nikon and 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 what affiliations does he have is he a like to me wwe being part of rolling loud well, first of all, we've seen NXT do this before. I think they've done all their little festival... the fest- I don't want to say little festival things, because I'm sure it meant a lot to them. But they've done festivals before, but WWE ruling loud. Like, I've never felt... I mean, I... Ruling loud is something I would go to if I wasn't sure that <laughs> I would <laughs> feel safe. Um, <laughs> but to have WWE there, and just that platform itself, I mean, it's incredible. Like, who who does that? Like, where do they do that at? Like, it's a, it's a, I'm excited.
0: It's I'm a excited. great, it's a great experiential experiment, so to speak. I mean, within marketing, you always want to maximize new audiences and, and, and attempt to put yourself in positions there. The thing that, that, that people think that this is so crazy. I'm like, it's not that crazy for them to be there because rolling loud has crazy pop-ups all the time. You just don't see them or know them because you're not a part of the experience. So, like, the experience of Rolling Loud is to be there for the music, but it is a festival in every sense of the word. NXT has done this before at the Loud Festival and, I think, Glastonbury. Um, and, and, the, mm-hmm. and they've done shows from there before, and, you know, no one an eye deny it. But now that it's this, it's, you know, like, I, I saw a, a couple of very strange comments. They're now deleted. But, you know, from, from people saying, you know, this isn't the crowd you should be going for. And I'm like, this is absolutely the crowd that they should go for because the thing is, they're going to capture – 10, 15, 100 of them to go and turn over and be like, okay, wrestling's lit again. You know what I mean? Because they're here, period. And, you know, it might not work. It, it might work. Who knows? But we're you can't knock them for actually trying to do something, you know, completely different in terms of how, how they're getting uh, their marketing out there, how they're getting the word out there. This is actually a genius piece of, you know, experiential marketing here.
1: What, what crossovers, if any, could you see with Rolling Loud and wrestling, like who's going to, who's going to say like, nah, I need to step in the ring. Like I need to be there.
0: If it's successful. I mean, I think this opens the door for whoever is representing WWE at that time to meet up with a lot of people within talent agencies, within um, managers, uh, stuff like that to get performances, to clear songs, to get, you know, a different, um, I I won't say a different color, but a different age group in these things so I mean you see they're going they're skewing young they have Cardi B on the SummerSlam soundtrack they're trying to, they're trying to say at this point hey the hardcore fans y'all got y'all show on Wednesday right mm-hmm. this is where we're going with it now we're trying to get rolling loud we're trying to get all of the TikTok you know we're trying to get all these kids now so I think that the crossover depends on who who reaches out at that time and who wants to do it I think that they're open to everybody I, I mean it's clear they're open to everybody at this point
1: it, it's Listen, Cactus Jack, WWE collab, make it official, maybe. $700, $700 cane shirts, you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, it, it, this opens the door to everything. I mean, we've been talking about this for like the last... I mean, we've been talking about this for a long... I feel like we're the only podcast to be talking about this in terms of from a marketing side. Really, that kind of vantage point, I could be wrong. Um, but we're the kings of pro wrestling podcast, so I'm assuming we're right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we've this is this is just the beginning. Who knows what else we can see? Who knows what else is in store? WWE's, you know, their sizzle reel is going to be incredible. <laughs> like their 2021 sizzle reel that they showed to investors at the top of
0: 2022. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, we did this. We had Cardi B." was just saying? I mean, coupled with the Bad stock price here. Yeah, like coupled with the stock price, coupled with all that stuff, that is stuff that matters to investors. That is how they get these billion dollar deals and when it comes around 2024, 2025, that's how they get their next big bag. And it's we've seen it. I I hate to say it like you know I know people listen to our show every week religiously like they know we've been saying this for a year that this is the big payback now. Like this is where they want to go and this is, you know, this is the type of thing they're carrying the company and and now what will the wrestling look like for me and you meals watching it? I don't know. But we do know that this is going to be entertainment going forward and that's something to definitely look at as you know Vince McMahon and company extend it past to a new decade of how they're going to you know really sell wrestling to a streaming audience now.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um would you like to get me getting more news? I'm just scrolling the dailysmart.com as we do this. Yeah, well, I,
0: I just saw, I just saw some news um about the draft being moved to basically where it was last year <laughs> in October.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of after SummerSlam, which is, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It gives us a little bit. We need peaks. I don't, I wouldn't say valleys because it, it it just is what it is, but we're going to have different peaks this year. But what is the draft being moved to? Um,
0: They're saying 10 1, 10 2,
1: 10 2, October. Okay. That's right around, that's right around our, uh, or year anniversary hopefully it's not around 200
0: no nah, i don't think so yeah. no nah. uh we so andrew zarian who has gotten some he's he's been very uh very on point lately uh said he reported that the draft will take place on 8 31 and 9 3 so literally next month into september hearing is getting delayed by a month i was just told a 10-4 date but not sure if that's night one or two so now the possible dates are 10-1 and 10-4 are 10-4 and 10-8 so that first week That makes sense. You don't want to have it during, you know, right before what they call the uh, fall season start. So the fall season, they always do the raw quote unquote season premiere uh, on the first week of October. It's usually like that first Monday. So it would make sense for it to be 10-4 because that's when the fall season would start. So, I mean, the the August one didn't make sense to me as to why they'd rush that. But I'm just interested in seeing Well, they have. They have enough content, I think, to get them through SummerSlam all the way to October. I think because yeah, they have a, yeah. they have extreme moves in September, so I think they'll be fine.
1: Absolutely. Um, let's see what else that we've got here. I've got we got a little bit of a former WWE superstar news. We got a couple of them actually. Um, first of all, we had a massive uh, debut last week. I missed it. I was napping. <laughs> I was napping <laughs> Wednesday. Ever since NXT moved from to from Wednesday to Tuesdays, I'm like sweet Wednesday naps. Um, so I completely missed it. But one, to Black, who we talked about last week on the podcast, even though it was like, "Yo, he could come back if he wanted to." I mean, his wife is there. Um, he made his debut for AEW uh, just last week. Now as Malachi Black, did you manage to take a look at his debut? I know you don't watch the show, um, so I'm just. Yeah, I looked
0: at it. I looked at it. I mean, it'll be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be completely clear. It'll probably be the first and last time I look at it. But I looked at it. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> No, I, th- I th- I'm really happy for him, man. Like, I mean, you couldn't you you really couldn't pay me to watch that, but um, that's and why. Versus I, Cody, I'm not gonna watch that. I'm sorry, I, I can't. But I will watch him and I watch him in Omega. My my stance has stayed the same. And you gotta you gotta commit me on that. My stance has stayed the same. I watch Omega matches, and then I and then I go my I go on my way. Well,
1: listen, now you got homework to do for these Omega matches. So I get why you watch them, but. Um... Yeah, I mean Malachi Black. It looks like Cody's his first feud. I'm assuming they're gonna have some sort of blood feud where like Malachi Black kicks Cody's head and it he just combusts into blood because that's what he kind of does now. Um, <laughs> so we have that. Uh, let's see what else. Former WWE news. Have you seen pictures of Brock Lesnar lately?
0: He has a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if you laughed as hard as him as you did when you saw that. Uh, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Michael's didn't have no hair. That's messed up, man. <laughs>
1: I didn't laugh as much but i did was like wow drew really made him like a family man <laughs> like drew sent him out and now the man has man buns and he's like you know what it reminded me of remember that i don't know if this is ever a lie it could be a rap lie it was just whatever remember when kanye said that he interned for like dior in italy with virgil like mad years yeah. ago yeah that's what this seems like <laughs> like he's inter, <laughs> like he's interning for a massive meat company because he just loves meat so friggin' much. Like uh eh. but you know
0: that, that man loved meat that, that if he did that, he he loved meat a little too much.
1: He loved that red meat a little too much. Let's see. I mean, maybe he can return. Would you want him to see would you take Brock seriously if he returned with the man bun?
0: <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> that's the well, I, I just don't <laughs> And that pause I just,
1: was hilarious
0: listen i just don't think that he would come back without his look marketing wise i just don't think that they would allow that i think that they would ask him to get the flat top back or just go ball
1: they just put sign they just put random cities on his shirt anyway i don't know how much marketing uh they do with uh with brock i mean but yeah i mean you're right it's the reason why he's never really came back with like a beard right yeah.
0: I mean, he, he he looks really cool with it. But when he comes back, he's always clean shaven because that's the Brock Lesnar look marketing wise. When he comes back, like everything you do, like if you look at like even Nikki Ash, how like look at like, like I think the designer of her outfit even put some of the early designs and how much it had changed. And I'm just like this goes through a number of hands before Vince checks off on it. So like, look, think of how much she got focus tested before she was even put that, you know, able to put that costume on. I would imagine the same goes for a big dude with black tights with Jimmy John's on it and hair, like something as small as like his ponytail. (laughs) they probably really do go over and over and over with a fine tooth comb, no pun intended until they get it right. So there's no world that I could, I could experience or or even think of that Brock would come back like that. Unless he told Vince, you know, I'll only come back if I get to keep my ponytail in which case I'll probably let him do it. So I I would take him serious because he's Brock. All
1: right. Well, yeah. Okay name alone name alone um well this is interesting not it's not really interesting news i just like being messy um malachi black when he returned he was like oh i was able to do it because i got out of my 90 day thing clause early i got it down to 30 days um not to be outdone chelsea green
0: (laughs) also stipulated
1: that she also got out of her 90 days a week early i was like really this is be... really okay um i was just like you just had to get out a week early to sign to roh but nonetheless she's doing that um buddy murphy seems to be on the on the tear as well doing a lot of interviews himself so you know he's announced a couple dates moving forward a lot of people are uh, are stepping back into the limelight with uh that have been released recently um. Also, we have to acknowledge the passing of Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Um. Wow.
0: P. Legend, really a legend. You know what's, what's so funny? I don't want to blow up his spot, but like uh, Quan. Well, I'm. I'm. I am i do not want to blow up his spot as I blow up his spot. Quan. <laughs> Quan was like uh, in our Discord, which you can be a part of if you join our Patreon. He said, "Has Paul Orndorff did anything racist?" <laughs>
1: Like, you know, all right, we, live, we live in a wild just environment where we have to, like, has he done anything racist? Like, we're going to have to, like, we're going to, this is going to be wild to say, but hell, we're on this episode. We're going to look at, like, Felicia Rashad's career, right? And eventually one day she'll pass away. And we'll all remember that time where she got on Twitter and, and fixed her tweets to tweet in support of Bill Cosby.
0: Yep. So um
1: that's just the world that we live in. But I mean, as of right now, Paul Orendorf, Mr. Wonderful Story checks out. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm
0: saying? He's fine. Not that we know of And My thing is is like you can't take back the RIP, man. It's not like TI <laughs> taking the chain. And ATL, <laughs> you can't take the RIP back. Just let the RIP go. And
1: just let it go. It's if, it's really not even a... <laughs> I don't think it's a major cosign if you <laughs> wishing someone that they rest in power or peace or whatever your P represents. Yeah,
0: just, just, just change it to piss, I guess. You know what I mean? There like, you it, go. See? That is what it is, right? You know, like, Paul, he was a legend. WrestleMania Hall of Fame... Uh, WrestleMania Man Inventor, rather. Hall of Famer also... Um, just a just an all around you know great performer. Like I don't think Hulk Hogan would be where he was if he did not have a foil like Paul Orndorff to go uh, at him at the time. So shout out to uh, you know all of his contributions, but more importantly, rest in peace to this guy, man. He he was he was one of the greats. I I, I am a fan of Paul Orndorff for real.
1: Absolutely, same here. I think he had one of the. I haven't watched a lot of Paul Orndorff matches, but the one that I did see, it was a great match, steel cage match against Man Who Shall Not Be Named. And I was like, wow, steel cage matches. Like, this is how you kind of do it. Um, So, yeah, rest in (laughs) R.I.P. Whether it means rest in peace, rest in – I reserve that for any new information that may or may not come out. See, I'm not even really
0: (laughs) – You reserve the rest in peace? This man ain't even – damn (laughs) – 48 hours in the ground.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rest in R.I.P. To Paul Warren. Sorry. Why am I laughing
0: now? This is this is the greenest R.I.P. segment we've ever had in this show.
1: I blame Quan. I'm going to blame him. I'm going to blame Can you imagine
0: when Hulk Hogan passes away? What are we going to do? What are we going to We're going to fish fry? What are we going to do when Hulk Hogan passes away? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um another bit of news, oh a little interesting news. This isn't like news news, but this is like you might find this interesting. Heath Slater made an appearance on a podcast and he talked about who he originally pitched to be in 3MB. Now we just had one of the members of 3MB on the show. But did you know who he initially pitched to be in this uh the stable? I
0: don't know, Johnny Gargano? I don't
1: know. Dean Ambrose, Fandango, and EC3.
0: Yeah, Dean looked like he a broke nigga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fine. I, I mean, Dean is a, is an interesting guy. There, uh, EC three would have been completely fine too. I think he would have been able to show a little bit more personality than he than he had. Does, does EC three have personality? Uh,
1: uh, jeez, he has like I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just it is some. I don't know. Maybe it's his look. I don't know. He, he has something. He has something of the rather. He has a uh, comedic timing?
0: Buff guy in a little trunks.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's essentially who he is. Listen, I, fe- I, I say this news because I feel like I could have bought Dean Ambrose in 3MB because in a world where Dean Ambrose isn't part of the Shield, where does his career trajectory kind of go as... Um, scrappy black trunks fighting guy with leather jacket. At least in WWE. Yeah. Where does it go? You know? Um I'll leave it there. I'll leave it I'll leave it for the people to ask. Heath Slater, the ultimate uh you know, he curating okay. the vibes for three M B. Um big congratulations. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, they won an ESPY for WWE Moment of the Year. Could not have telegraphed it more as the only two WWE representatives at the show.
0: Yeah, they let the, they let the fans vote for this, so uh, I'm pretty sure the the uh, crew anon came out in uh, full force. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Bianca, man. That's all I gotta say.
1: That's all. I did. Shout out to everyone involved. I will say, well, <laughs> yes. Shout out to everyone. Who voted for that because, what well, I guess, what a moment. Um, and our last be- bit of news, probably the biggest news. Um, right before SmackDown was set to air last week, we got news that Bianca, not Bianca, sorry. Bailey will be out for nine months due to an injury suffered, preparing to be back in front of crowds. Um, I could not think of anything more than, damn... As soon as I saw this a week before we're supposed to return to crowds that she's uh, she's going through this entire thing.
0: It sucks, man. Um, I can't think of anyone who has worked harder than Bailey has. Um, we, we her hung, we hung her, her, her jersey in the rafters after the Tamina match. She did that. You know what I mean? Like she is absolutely, this is her hall of fame case. This year was her hall of fame case right now. You know what I mean? Like th- this is someone who finally put it together. And like Drew said, in our interview, she's going to be a huge baby face when she gets back because people are going to appreciate what she did. You know what I mean? And and we already do. And she's not even a week out yet. You know what I mean? So um, the rumor was that, or not even the rumor, but I guess it was confirmed by Fightful that she got injured uh, when they were training to go back to, you know, training to, to get ready to go back on tour, tour ACL nine months. But even with that 24 hours after she got injured, she was doing a promo for SmackDown um, in full character. Which I loved, and I love whoever made that idea and, and went through that idea because it absolutely gave. Again, this is a character that she's going to write out right into the end. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, it sucks because I, I we we really felt that the Bianca and and Bailey I quit match it had that energy, right? Like it was like this this is going to be special, this match, absolutely. and it's not happening. It sucks, but I mean. We're very close to SummerSlam. We know what's going to happen on SummerSlam. I think we can even guess who that final woman is going to be on on Money in the Bank. But um, you know, let let's let's get Bianca there, but I think that when Bailey gets back, man, we we got to we got to stand up and 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 cheer her whether she's heel or face because she's going to be the biggest star uh on whatever show she's on when she comes back.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so, jeez. I mean, best of wishes safe speedy recovery hopefully your acl recovers faster than usual um she's going to be out nine months which probably means that unfortunately she's going to miss mania next year which would suck considering she wasn't on mania this year but that's just kind of how career arcs go and 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 sometimes um sometimes you get a minor setback and sometimes it's something where you're like okay well now it's just a different path for me to move forward. And i have no doubt in my mind that Bailey will climb back to the top. So yeah, I mean, Bailey,
0: we love you. We love you, Bailey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: We, we love you, Bailey. We love you so much, man. We, we, we can't wait to have you back. Uh, any other news meal?
1: No, unless you want to, before we get into uh, predictions, anything stood out to you on the shows
0: this week? Um, shout out to Shotzi and Knox. Great call-ups. Give us more. We need more. Like I said, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, we don't need four. We need like 15 people (laughs) on these shows. You need to reload these shows. Some of these people need to go in their way. You, You let like 98 people go, it's time to call some of these people up. You let 98 go, let 20 up. You know what I mean? Like we need to get some more people on these shows. They looked great. They'd be the tag team champions um smackdown was a whatever show to me uh it would
1: you didn't like you didn't like
0: uh the mysterios (laughs) that was a cool moment i was it was a cool moment it was kind of telegraphed but it was a cool moment it was leading to that tag match next week um smackdown to me felt like it was kind of um spinning its wheels because they for sure have fans coming back but raw felt like it was actually like it actually had some consequence to it on monday um I like the Bobby Lashley angle. I, I thought that it, he has he cut one of his best promos on Raw. Honestly,
1: it was honestly. I'll, uh, I'll say this: it was very anime esque <laughs> <laughs> The he transformation.
0: Said, <laughs> go ahead. He said this, this is canceled.
1: Shit, I was like, okay. <laughs> you are leaving them in the <laughs> dome? <laughs> destroy it with destroy it with them inside. Um, nah, he dropped really kind of one of the best promos that he's ever done ever. Like with the, when you match him with the intensity, with the things that he's saying, kind of like, you know, it truly felt like a we're ending one era and going to the next. And that's how kind of Bobby kind of seemingly receiving this as well. He was like, listen, this is the end of one thing. I'm going to the next. He lost earlier in the night to Xavier Woods, um, I guess for a WWE champion that might throw anyone off the top (laughs) or over the top. (laughs) um, but just a a really, I have, I have no more to say. I mean, that was a really, really great promo. Um, I thought Ricochet and John Morrison tore it up.
0: Fantastic. You know? They should have let them destroy the Thunderdome.
1: At least blow it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we're not coming back, let, let it, it, it's like, you know, I'm reviewing 2001 SmackDown. Remember when they had the oval set for SmackDown and then they transitioned to the fist? Um, yeah. The final, the final show of the Oval set, Rhino spears Chris Jericho through the set, and that's the end of that set, and it's the, it's the end, of, and, you know, you don't return to that set, et cetera, et cetera. If we're not returning to the Thunderdome, blow it up, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I I enjoyed the, the Viking Raiders getting something. Finally, we got a confirmation of their match, and we're going to predict it right after the break. Um, I, I, I didn't mind raw. I'm not going to lie to you bro. I, I liked it a, a fair bit better than SmackDown this week. I, I thought the matches were good. And no, even knowing that it was taped, I thought that they, they brought a lot of really good content to it. Xavier and Bobby was actually really good too. So, I mean, it, it kept my attention and, and I like that they're giving something for even Maria and Dewdrop to do. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, it was, it was very, I mean, they're not included in the money in the bank match, but the, by just virtue of being on the roster and it's not like they're just sitting there doing nothing. Exactly. Which, just, which would be wild. Um, so four way incorporated
0: four way was good with a or actually it turned into a three way between uh Asuka, Naomi and uh Nikki Ash. I thought was I thought Nikki I, I think Nikki's going to be over like Rover when she gets into uh in front of crowds. Those masks are going to sell like hotcakes, okay? Do you, I see do
1: it. You, I I feel like Alexa Bliss especially if she's in this feud with Eva Marie. I mean, there's a face run there too. There's some fun stuff going on with there too. So, who knows? Who knows? Um but yeah, I mean, the shows were very Blah. Let's get let's get through this to get yeah. to this. Yeah, it's like you
0: know, you know what's up, we know what's up. Let's get to it. And uh when we get back from the break, we're going to get to uh, Money in the Bank. First uh first pay-per-view with crowds since I mean a year ago. So, uh when we come back on the A show, we're going to predict all the matches. Rip uh, be right back work doing what we do and I mean becoming the seven-time
1: WWE Tag Team Champions. And I've been saying it all along. That's all I ever wanted. You choose what you want to hear. But I've been saying it. Seven-time tag team champions. Universal champion for however long I want to be. And the way we do it
2: is together. On the same page,
1: all of us working together. Can't nobody touch us. Can't nobody touch us if we do it my way.
0: Well, what a sick look on Roman's face during this segment. It's, that's crazy okay
1: what is what a toxic uh <laughs> roman is i like how toxic he is that's what i appreciate the most about it he's really leaning into it's not just i have to be an unstoppable bad guy but i also have to manipulate my family and the others around me as well yeah that's that's really that's really the the the, the i don't know what's something you cook What's a what's a great topping to put on something?
0: A great topping. I mean, it depends. You could put parsley on there. I don't know. A lot of people talk shit about parsley, but it does go with a lot of a lot of things. Um I, I'm I am uh partial I feel like he's people.
1: a little better to, than parsley. I feel like we could do better than
0: parsley for Roman right What are you talking about toppings? I mean, what, what do you mean you're talking about like actual like things that enhance? Like something you? that we I mean. put on yeah, that enhances it. Oh, a good a good ragu. Some sort, you know, you cook up some sofrito, make a make a really good ragu with it, and, and pour that over. That would be Roman Reigns.
1: All right, yeah, let's go with that then. Yeah, I have, oh, I'm
0: ordering <laughs> Uber Eats after this, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, Money in the bank, 2021, emanating from the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, that's going to be your uh, your your trivia card. What was the first post pandemic pay per view? Uh, city that they ever did. It will be Fort Worth, Texas, Dickey's Arena. The
1: only, the only person who's going to get that is Dion because I believe he is going to money in the bank.
0: <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be so cool. I'm so happy for him. Shout out to Dion. Uh, does all our great social stuff. Shout out, shout out to him for going to the show. Take a lot of pictures, my dude. Enjoy, live it up. Um, it's the first pay per view to be held outside of the state of Florida since March 2020. Thank Crazy. God. <laughs> Crazy
1: like. WWE could uh could benefit from the lack of the I think we good in Florida for right now. Like we're good. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> we good on Florida, they don't ever need to go. Florida done got these niggas in too much trouble, okay? Yeah for the, <laughs> for the past year, they got too much, it's gonna got niggas fired, <laughs> it's got niggas sick. Let's 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 leave Florida alone. Uh, but this is a to me, it feels like such a big show, and not just because of the crowd, but because of the care and attention they put into this card and into the storylines, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So uh, um, we, we got we got yeah. six matches here. Uh, a very. This is larger than I think. A lot of the cards we've we've had during the pandemic. Listen, I, I just want them to go
1: back to seven p.m. time. That eight p.m. time threw me off last month. I mean, I'm sure they're going to go back to eight p.m., but it threw me off. I wasn't ready. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for pay per views to be ending back at 11 p.m. I'm ready. I, I love a good 10 p.m., 9:45 ending for a pay per view. Maybe it's just me.
0: <laughs> well, guess what, bud? Too bad.
1: Yeah, I know. We just we just advertised like three times earlier that it's 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, 5 p.m.
0: Pacific. <laughs> You're like um, um, on Peacock so, in the uh, United I mean, States and WWE Network everywhere else. Shout, shout out to Byron uh, for getting that right on Raw. So many times I would have I would have slipped up. Um, let's get it out of the way right now. Bianca Belair is not going to be on Money in the Bank. Her match with Bailey obviously is not happening. Uh, Bailey is injured. She's having a match with Carmella on the first SmackDown in front of fans this Friday uh, for the WWE Women's uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, on Friday. I think we kind of could guess how things are going to break down with Bianca in the next couple of weeks. So it's fine that she doesn't have to have a match here. Cause they're going to probably just go straight into the Sasha program. So um, we're going to talk about the matches that we have actually on the show. And we're going to start off with AJ Styles and almost versus the Viking Raiders for the tag team championships on raw. I'm very happy that the Viking Raiders are, are even back in this position. I I I love them as a team. Um, I think that they're fantastic. I think they have a lot of really good chemistry with AJ Styles as they've shown in the past couple of weeks and almost he, he does his, he does his work. He does his job really well. Um, I think this would be a really fun match.
1: I think so as well. I mean, I'm re- not really anticipating anything more than just a really, really fun match. I mean, AJ Styles, Viking Raiders, almost. It's got all the ingredients for a pretty good one. Um, I'm glad that they managed to make it on the show, despite it being kind of at the, I guess, at the uh, the tragedy of Bailey's thing, that they were able to sneak him on the show, because this was originally supposed to be on the first Raw back. Um,
0: but... Gosh, it's AJ <laughs> almost right. Like- yeah, it's AJ <laughs> <normal>. <laughs> I it, my thing about this is that I would just love for in this new era for the Viking Raiders to just get these titles because I feel like it makes the most sense. I i think that they haven't you,
1: had it already. I feel like they've had it.
0: They have, they have. But I mean, you want to? I, I would feel like you want to go into it having a hot team, hot baby face team with the titles and having them beat the heels. AJ and almost. Let's just be real. They're not doing a lot with these titles anyway. I don't know why AJ needs the titles on him right now. They they just well, don't. They it doesn't don't do
1: much. Sense. They don't do much with the titles when uh, when they're not <laughs> when they're not on them anyway. So I feel but like I, this is still the 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 most highlighted it'll ever be.
0: But I I feel like they only save almost matches for like very special episodes of Raw and pay per views. So it's like they're not being defended. Either you know what I mean, so you know I I, I just wanted on a hotter team to me that I that I feel like could work. Like not saying AJ can't work, but it's like both guys in that team work really well. And this isn't a knock to almost, but it's like it, it they they're just a better tag team. You know what I mean? And I think they could we could we could get New Day and Vikings. We could get a bunch of I guess thrown together tag teams and Vikings to go against each other, and it would it would still be fun. I mean, Retribution and uh or, or T Bar and and Mace versus. Uh, versus the Vikings is a match that I want to see, and I think that we, you know, when when that happens, that that should be the feud going into SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I have nothing else to add. Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> I think Viking Raiders should win.
1: <laughs> that's, that's just me. I'm just gonna assume AJ and almost win. That's what I'm just gonna assume. I have no, I have nothing else on that, but I'm just gonna assume they're winning. If I were um, a betting man, if this was DraftKings, which you need to look at DraftKings for potential spoilers when betting on this show, um I would assume that they win.
0: <laughs> what, what what's DraftKings saying?
1: <laughs> I don't think they have it up yet, but DraftKings would always tell me like <laughs> will will this use a chair in the match. How will this match end? Pinfall, uh submission. Or an anvil dropped on someone's head. And I kind of want to look at anvil dropped on someone's head because I was like, why would that be a possibility
0: if it wasn't going to happen? Because you've seen everyone. Once you've seen everything in wrestling, that should not surprise you. No, no, definitely not at all. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to throw fake money away on DraftKings this Sunday. I'm sure of it.
0: We need a DraftKings sponsorship. Fuck that.
1: I agree. I agree. We've talked about them way too much on this podcast. I'm actually going to stop mentioning them right now until we get that.
0: <laughs> um, some love, man? make some love, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, next up, I mean, I guess since we're going to be doing the the Money in the Bank ones last, we should just go ahead and just do the title matches. I'll get them out the way. Yeah. Roman Reigns, yeah. Roman Reigns versus uh versus Edge for the Universal Championship. Um, here's the thing with Roman Reigns matches and predicting them. We don't predict the winner. <laughs> we predict if it's going to be good. <laughs> like there's no reason to predict the winner here. I think the more, the more interesting thing to predict is what's going to happen after. And there's a, there's a question that I posed to to the chat and to meals a couple of days ago. I'm sorry, edge. I think Roman's going to win. Sorry. I just, he's just going to win. Yeah. I think you, I think you said meals. Let's be real. He's going to win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So now that we... And we're going to have this conversation over and over again for the next month. Let's just start it up right now. If Cena comes back, slash when Cena comes back, should they give him the record-breaking title reign over Roman Reigns and, and have him break that record?
1: I You pose this question to me. We've already talked about this question. I say yes. And I say yes because... One, I think all records are made to be broken. Ric Flair does not have to have the exclusive holder of the most world championships ever because as time goes on, just records will be broken. Like, except if you're Wilt Chamberlain, which (laughs) when you're playing Milkman, all records belong to you. Um, But yeah, I think they should give him the record setting. I think it's a good PR. I think it'll get... uh, big news big everything i don't think rick flair would be opposed to it because i do think he thinks that john is one of the goats um and yeah maybe rick flair at 70 something years old will try to his hand in the ring to try to tie it up again who knows um but i do think that they should but will it be against roman Pfft. jeez louise you're asking yeah. a tough one there buddy
0: yeah, I my my thing here is that Cena should. Maybe if it was Roman
1: like two years ago. If it was Roman like two years ago, he was like, yeah, of course. But now Roman, two thousand twenty one Roman, yeah, because,
0: Rome. <laughs> yeah, because oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, because I I think that Roman's story needs to be reset as well, and I think that they're going to get to the end of this bloodline storyline fairly soon. I think what you should do is in between SummerSlam and here, you give the Usos the tag titles on SmackDown and you have Roman with the Universal title and then you have them lose them at SummerSlam and then you reset that story. So Cena doesn't have to have this title for very long. He has to go do his real job now anyway. So you have him hold it for either a month, have him lose it extreme rules or have him hold it until what's the October pay-per-view this year. I don't know whatever the October pay-per-view is. Have him, uh, hold him that, have him hold it for that long. Roman gets it back just in time for Roman versus whoever, if it's Brock, whoever it is on Raw and November for Survivor Series in front of fans. That's the big thing here. Roman, to me, can take a loss in order to not only reset the story, but to give Cena something that I think he deserves. And that is the record.
1: So we've said this all this time, and then, but Roman Reigns takes no L's. You know what I'm saying? Like how many times have we even said like, you know, this guy could really use this big rub. It will win, and I think it would be great for the overall environment and just society as well. Um, bring usher in a new age, a new utopia in SmackDown, and then Roman Reigns wins, and then we're back to loving him no matter what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly like i think there's nothing bigger than having seen him win that in front of those in front of those fans i think that that would they'd love it honestly and and that would be a huge moment you know what i mean for for him for his career that's how you that's how you you give him you know what i'm saying that's how you give him up
1: i feel like if roman reigns loses the world title he's not showing up until he gets another t- shot at the world title like he wouldn't be on no shows like he was like yo don't call me call me when my title shot is Hey, if you want me on your show, give me the title.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I like that idea. But in terms of this match, I think it'll be good. I think Edge has done a really good job. Um, We've been waiting for this one-on-one, first time ever. They're going to go all out for this one, and I think they're going to work really hard. They're going to have fans behind them. So Absolutely. We uh, get a little preview
1: of it as well on SmackDown. They're going to have a six-man tag, Edge and the Mysterios versus Roman Reigns and the Usos. So, um, you know, the Texas crowd... Who's going back that first live SmackDown? You're gonna be in for a treat, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh but yeah, Roman, Roman bought the he bought the he bought the stack ya. <laughs> he bought the pin <laughs> He what's, what's the what's the what's
1: the the tagline? I'm not repeating this. I think Edge has been stacked and <laughs> slack too many damn times. Slash him, um, stack
0: him, <laughs> or whatever he said. Uh, next up, we have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. I think if there's any match in this card that I'm just like, can we get can we can we end this? It's this one. I don't think it's yeah. doing favors. For, I don't think it's doing favors for either of them. I think that Charlotte being in the orbit perpetually all the time is actually making there there's no case for it anymore i think is actually actively making her like it's actually like, like, like ruining her to me i, I think yeah, that she it's, needs a little, to
1: it's a little yeah it's a little uh i think the idea was when she came back it's like well she doesn't really need to be in the women's championship scene all the time and then we found out that she was actually going to be in the women's championship scene anyway because <laughs> she she was supposed to face Lacey Evans for uh, the world title. But I, yeah, I just think this is this is doing neither woman any favors. I don't think I'm not even paying attention to the feud. Like to be honest with you, they're doing all ty- they're doing all types of the crazy stuff that they do. Um, just wrap it up, you know. Yeah, wrap it up. It'll Let's be. not see this go to SummerSlam. Just wrap it up now.
0: It can't, right? There's no way it can, right?
1: Uh, no, I can't see them doing a heel heel feud for more than 2 months. Like this is even stretching it itself cuz I really don't care.
0: Okay. Okay. Rhea. I'm, I'm going to go Rhea.
1: Uh yeah, I'm going to go Rhea anyway. Just If they
0: let Rhea out. drop, if they let Rhea drop it, that shows how much confidence they have in Bianca Belair. <laughs> Because I don't see Bianca losing that title for a long time. And it's, I see and it's Charlotte
1: going on whatever brand she is and then showing up at Bianca's front door, to be honest with you.
0: That's true. That'll be a that'll be a match, right? That'll be something else. Yeah, yeah something. I agree. Um, next up, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE championship. Admittedly, I gotta eat some crow here. I was mm-hmm. not excited. For, I was not excited for this. Mm-hmm. And they sold me. They pulled me in. They pulled me in. I think that Bobby is the most intriguing that that he's ever been in these past couple of weeks, and I think Kofi is as intriguing that as he's been in the last year uh in this in this program but even I think, his-
1: the, I think the I think the intrigue or Bobby will fade almost immediately um especially if he's going back to the Bobby that we disliked over well not disliked, but thought could do better um in the in the in the year previous to that, like, if, I think he's gonna go back to, like, I don't know, the, the screaming sweaty bald, <laughs> full Nelson and guy. If Quation. he goes back to that, yeah. If it's that we're going back to, I don't really, I don't really want it.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't be cool with him being U.S. title Bobby either. I hope you do get that depth. I hope MVP does evolve as well with him. Um, obviously, it cl- it's clear to me that the women are not coming back. I-, I think Monday let us know that those women are not coming back. <laughs> Bobby Pick said, last <laughs> and he threw everything. <laughs> uh, and,
1: and the MVP looked flabbergasted. He's like, wait a minute. Hold up. Excuse me? This is what we're doing? This is not what I agree to. I said, he, he looked flabbergasted.
0: He looked like the women were not coming
1: back. <laughs> That's our that's our Pinot Grigio or what was it Pinot Noir. That's our. I paid them in advance. I can't get these checks back, man. Hell, <laughs> you know.
0: The hell. Well, well. Goodbye, ladies. With the Thunderdome. So do that, do, do you think that they just sit in a Thunderdome until as ghosts until someone else opens it back up?
1: I hope so. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like ooh, the ghosts, the, the haunted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the haunted hose of the fucking Thunderdome. Um,
0: Are they leaving the fiend in the Thunderdome too? I mean, he technically died there as well. No, nah, he died at WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. He did die in WrestleMania. He <laughs> never he's for sure coming back I, imminently. I don't, I don't even think he died.
1: I think he just got like curved. <laughs> like, he just got Perfect. curved and he's taking it very, very hard.
0: So crazy. Um,. But, yeah, Bobby versus Kofi, I think it'll be good. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good match. I, I mean, if Bobby's to be believed, this, is only, this isn't this is going longer than two minutes. But I would hope that it would, they would get some time to, 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 to go with this match. Uh, and I got Bobby Lashley winning here, man.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it says about us that we have all the same people winning this match. Hopefully it will change in these next two uh, matches right here. But, yeah, I got Bobby too.
0: It's gonna get real interesting, so let's go right into the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Selena Vega, uh, just added Natalia, and TBD. There's, there's sorry, <laughs> there's, sorry. One <laughs> <I slipped out. laughs> there's one more. That's uh, slipped out. There is one more slot left. Let's just be honest here; it's probably going to Sasha Banks.
1: nothing's worse than intrigue and having intrigue of like who's going to be added and then they just said nmv italia like (laughs) um the last spot well have you heard have you seen the rumors for the last spot rumor is sasha the rumor is that sonia deville might be the last spot in this match
0: oh wow well okay that makes sense too it doesn't have to be Sasha because Sasha could just roll up and say, I want my rematch. Yes. And, and they'll give it to her because that's just how Adam Pearce works. So you're right. I think... specifically <laughs> 100% how that whole works, yes. <laughs> I, I think, sensically, I wouldn't be okay. I'm sorry. I just wouldn't be okay with Sasha's coming back after a long layoff and beating all these women who've been on the show damn near weekly <laughs> for the past
1: six yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> I just wouldn't yeah. be okay. Also, um, also, putting herself in massive amount of danger on the yes. first show back.
0: Yes, on her first show back. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was reported. It was reported. Um I have this it was first reported in mid-June that Deville was training for her return to the ring. Now, Fightful Select reports that there has been a significant push to have Deville involved in Sunday's money in the Bank Ladder match. And at one point Deville was penciled in for the match. Um She's been training for a few months now. Glowing reviews, blah blah blah. They wanted her in the ring at WrestleMania 37, but they've delayed her return. So we could be we could be back to Sonya Deville. Hmm. Does that change anything for you for this match?
0: Well, obviously, saying Sasha's out—that's fine. Because I I would rather be more intri- intriguing than that. I think that the the Sonya thing is directly for Zelina and Sonya versus Liv, right? That would be the thing. Last year, we had a Raw winner. I think with the women, it comes down to what show needs it the most. And I would imagine that that would be Raw right now. Because, I mean, I don't know where Becky's going to land. Seems to me like it make more sense for her to be on the bigger network in Fox. but um, And where her husband is also on SmackDown. But I think with Raw, after Charlotte, Rhea doesn't really have anything. And I would love to give that to somebody like Nikki Ash who could play the baby face and Rhea could be the one that kind of just destroys her and says she's not on her level. And that makes a, a really cool champion challenger story. And Nikki has already beaten Rhea before as well.
1: I'm gonna go with well, first of all, I don't think anyone on the Smackdown side is winning. They just don't. It's not uh it's not holding up well enough for me unless me. Sasha Banks is inserted into this match. There's
0: fact enough and I think that like it would just be sitting in purgatory for a while because I just don't see Bianca I don't I don't see a heel big enough to do that to Bianca right now. I don't now.
1: see any Bianca ain't sweating none of these girls on SmackDown. <laughs> if they show up with money in the bank briefcase, she's just gonna flip them over her shoulder and that's gonna be the end of that.
0: Yeah, I think only, um, only people I see beating Bianca right now is Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. That's it. That is period. Those that, that are the only two people I see beating her.
1: I'm picking Alexa Bliss. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I just am. I mean, there's very much so that she could transport out of the match and just never return, like she did on Monday. Yeah. But there's very much so chance that she could transport up the ladder and win this thing, and then win it, um, and then they at least have her chilling with something for a year having to be able to do something um on the side some attention towards her while she's not actually in the title hunt so you're like oh well she's got the briefcase she could swing with it um her toys could come out of it etc etc they could probably make an a make a um, exclusive alexa bliss briefcase
0: that would be marketing she could also do an exclusive nikki ashwin too i mean they're to me, Raw is infinitely the more interesting choice here for a winner between Alexa and Nikki. Asuka doesn't need it again. In fact, Asuka just needs to find another feud. I think she, she could be away from the title for a while. Naomi doesn't really need it. I, she was Naomi
1: going to be tag team champions. I guarantee you.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I think that she would be my wild card of all wild cards. Liv Morgan, to me, this is storyline for her. For her if, if Sonya's in it, that's storyline. For her, and that's going to be her feud, which is nice. I mean, Liv needs a feud. I think that'd be cool. I agree. Natalia, I whatever. Agree. I hope she gets put through a ladder and then sent off on a stretcher, like ah, and then gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's there to she's there to uh, facilitate this match, to get <laughs> everyone on uh, on board and make sure all the spots go correctly, and, and maybe put a sharpshooter on two people or something. She's a, or no.
0: she's, a she's a patrol.
1: Yeah, that's what she is. That's what she is. She's uh she's got TJ in her
0: headset. <laughs> oh like, god. <laughs> they gotta be here. Make sure they're here. Um so lastly, do you think any of these money uh these ladder matches are ending the show or starting? I think they'll start with one and end with one. That would make sense to me.
1: I would end.
0: Nah, I think Roman and Edge is gonna end. So here's my here's my question. Do you think it's possible that if Roman finishes the night that we get a surprise at the end of it for the, for the fans?
1: Ooh, that would be fire. That'd be super fire right?
0: to like a, like go watch SmackDown on Friday to see surprise where it surprise would end up or what they're going to do. I don't know. It's just, just me no, thinking.
1: No, that's a, that's a, that's a very great possibility. That seems that's great. Me think,
0: I mean, think of the, think of the Roman return. It's SummerSlam last year. How that shocked the world! Think of something like that. That'd be cool.
1: So what you're saying is Drew McIntyre is winning this briefcase?
0: Absolutely not. Um. So I love you, Drew. <laughs> I love you, but Money in the Bank ladder match, men's side: Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. This has the potential to be. If not top three, but at least one of the best ladder matches in the past couple of years. I don't want to say ever yet because we still got the NXT uh, Takeover New Orleans one, right. but this one has the potential. I mean, just you, Ricochet is in this match. John Morrison is in this match. Riddle don't miss. Drew McIntyre don't miss. Kevin Owens don't miss. Seth Rollins don't. Just a bunch of there's a bunch of people in this match that don't miss. Right. So the don't miss ratio is very high.
1: Very high. Very high. Astounding. Um See, I was picking Riddle at the beginning. Okay. But Drew. Seems,
0: seems to me that uh seems to me that the Riddle thing will be hampered by a returning Randy Orton from wherever the hell he is right now.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Is Randy going to show up and return and turn on riddle? That would be mean.
0: I say that he either needs to return and help him or return and turn on him.
1: I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All these guys, they have a case, but none stronger than me than drew or riddle. Um, Is there any Drew. wild card? If you were going to just say, like, yo, let's give it to somebody else that's not Drew or, or Riddle, who would you give Ricochet. it to?
0: Ricochet. Ricochet or Big E. My thing is a, a, a lot of people are pulling for, for Big E to, to get that, and I get it. Um, But I don't know what the landscape will be like if y'all wanted the Big E-Roman match. I just don't know what the landscape will be when he finally cashes it in. Um, there are a lot of people that say they want Biggie to have it, but cash it in on Kofi if he wins. And I'm like, I oh, that, I don't know. I don't think that will happen. Yeah, I don't know if they would agree to that. You know, I I just don't see them agreeing to that. I, I also I wouldn't to, to me I wouldn't like that at all. That that's not the way you start that that program if you guys are going to go that way, right? With the Ricochet, you've got a character, you've got someone who, if he gets the briefcase, it's a, he's essentially in the same role. And and bear with me here, Meals, as an Otis, where it's like you sink or swim here. You you show us something, or we're gonna no, we're gonna get no, we're gonna call no, this no no
1: Step,
0: bear no. Bear with me here. I'm don't, not bearing. No, don't just I know really, me. Don't just I know really, me. I'm not saying. I said like it. I'm not saying Ricochet is Otis. I'm saying you show show us something. He's been showing us something. But how can can you hang with the briefcase and still hang at that elite level? That's that's something that Otis could not do from the beginning. And I'm I'm and saying that I Ricochet, it. I think Ricochet can if he's the wild card here. I think Ricochet with the briefcase sets up two different things. You could continue to have super babyface Ricochet, or you could have him do the old the old cheap CM Punk way, where he's the face that think, thinks that he was right, or the heel that thinks that he was right for cashing in on a babyface. You know what I mean? Like, that the issue comes where it's like if he cashes in on a Brock Lesnar who might come back, or whoever. Like, if that's going to happen with Bobby Lashley, I don't see bro, I don't see Ricochet cashing in for a really long time. That's where it gets interesting at. But, you know, as it stands right now, I think that Ricochet to me, you already know he's like one of my favorite guys in the company. So I would I would give it to him. I think he'd be my wild card.
1: If I had to do a wild card, I'd probably give it to KO. Mm. I like KO.
0: Well, it's funny because I, I think KO's going to win. <laughs> like, that's going to be my pick. Oh,
1: wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Wow.
0: I think Kevin's going to win. Mine is
1: Drew. Mine is Drew.
0: <laughs> like, so, so much just, things. So, he gets a moment
1: ball. in front of a crowd, but it's not like yeah. the moment... Uh, it's not the moment that's completely telegraphed. That is, oh my God, he beat a bunch of people over again to get to back to this moment. Now it's like you're taking advantage of the moment. And that's what I think Drew is. That's how you pop a crowd in a different way for Drew McIntyre, who may... I mean, we talked about it in an interview. Maybe going through... People may be a little exhausted with everything that's going on, but I think if you have Drew whole money in the bank, you at least uh, you have a different way to bring him back to the top.
0: Well, does that mean he goes to SmackDown? Because, I mean, I don't see Bobby losing here.
1: He could. He could. He could beat up Kofi. Bobby could lose, and he beats up Kofi and just takes away the entire moment. But I don't think they're going to turn Drew heel. Um no. I mean, if they don't have if they don't have Cena confirmed for SummerSlam, Roman listen, versus Drew.
0: Listen, man, That's not even let's don't, don't even go there. They see the Cena police coming after you
1: for saying yeah. that. Uh, easily, the Cena police. The yeah, chain, I I don't think the or whatever the fuck it was.
0: I don't think there is any anything of you know any doubt in my mind that Cena is going to be there in Vegas. There's no doubt in my mind. My issue is, is that if it's Drew, the natural person to face is Bobby, and he can't. And Roman's busy. Drew has to face Gender. I'm sorry, that's the that's the program, Mills. That's Ew. the program. That Ew. is the he program. can't face
1: Gender and have the briefcase.
0: He could, but wasn't it? But he just fucked up Gender's ride. I didn't want to tell him this while he was interviewing him, but you know what I'm saying. I didn't want to. I want to <laughs> break the spirit. But like he he messed up Gender's ride. Gender's gonna be coming for payback for him. During the match,
1: yo, imagine the match. He's gonna have a gender. He's gonna take gender to four star territory right there. Feel me?
0: He don't miss. He gonna teach but gender. He can
1: still have the briefcase. He can still have the briefcase. While doing oh that.
0: man, no, no. They setting up certain kernels of story to kind of throw you off the game. I think this is the one part of the story that's actually gonna happen though, because you look at look at all the people that are in this that could have somebody coming out to fuck them over. Kevin Owens could have Sammy coming out to fuck him over. Nakamura could have Corbin coming out to fuck him over. Seth already kind of overdoing it, but he—I think he's going to play into the edge finish. So I, that's why I don't think this match is going to main event, because I think that. All right, you sold me. I'm on KO now. Yeah, I—I—I I, I think there's there's certain kernels that don't play out. The riddle RKO, I keep bringing it up because that's another kernel that's going to that's going to throw us off. This set up to throw us off. Gender, I think, will happen because they have to keep they have to keep Drew away right now. Ricochet could happen because I mean there ain't really. They could start something new with him. That's why he's a wild card. KO absolutely could happen because after it's Cena, or it could go back to KO, or, or during Cena, that could be one of Cena's uh, pay per view matches. It could be KO, or he could just cash in and do whatever, to, whatever he wants. That's all I'm saying. This Colonel's a story with all of these people except really Ricochet and John Morrison, but they already got a feud. So they could take each other out. This is J just J5 booking. Or it could not none of this can happen, you know? So I'm gonna go KO wild card ricochet. You're gonna go you're gonna go uh KO and you what's your wild card.
1: Uh
0: Drew. <laughs> okay, all right. Shout out Drew. Uh out it, but Drew. that is that We're is our... off this
1: Drew McIntyre jersey, by the way. If, <laughs> <laughs> if the bid starts. It's seventy
0: dollars. Oh my God! Uh, the the bid starts at three hundred and twenty-one dollars. Three two one.
1: There you go. Boom. See, look at that.
0: See that branding. Um, yeah, but that's it. Uh, Money in the bank should be a fantastic show. I think we'll be we'll be on spaces. I think we'll be on spaces. I don't know. Who's setting that up? Who's setting that up? <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We'll we'll set up. A, we'll try and set up a spaces. We'll, we'll 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 talk to the brain trust. But as always, thank you guys for all of your support. Um, for listening and for you know being active in our Twitter, being active on our Discord, for just being active in all of our, our lives, period. Without you guys, we don't get these interviews. We don't get these shows that we get to do without you guys because you helped us get here. Thank you so much uh, for, for everything you guys have done. Thank you, Drew McIntyre, for being on the show this week. Obviously, as always on our Patreon, we have so, many, so much content coming to you. We have, of course, this show, uh, bonus episodes of uh, The War Report. We have Legendary Run, Premiering this week with myself and Cyrus, uh, Kenny Omega's 2016, Invasion, the Invasion Diaries with Meals, a new episode with Meals and myself coming next week. We have so much stuff coming up. Thank you guys for listening. Next week, we will talk about the fallout of Money in the Bank. And hopefully one of us will be right about something (laughs) in these predictions or we could be completely wrong. Uh, That's up to you guys to kind of decide. So uh, next week on The A Show, we're close to 200. Thank you for listening. For Meals, I'm Justin. Peace out.